Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Xavier Vaughn Show. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest. She is a woman who has inspired me for the past few months. She is a woman who I find to be a superwoman, a super mom. Every possible amazing word you can think of describes this woman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Sister Queen Lakia Mingo. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Man, these past few months have been crazy, you know, back and forth. And I'm just so happy that I finally have you here. It's it's I'm just so excited. Well, I'm, I'm just grateful that you even, you know, want me on your show. So thank you to you for even offering me this opportunity. So thank you. You're welcome. Absolutely. So I've said all these great words, amazing, superwoman, supermom. And I know everyone is probably asking me, why is he saying that? What does she do? So rather than, <laughs> so rather than me, you know, rattling off the list of things that I know you're amazing at, why don't you go ahead and just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, my name is Lakia Queen Mingo, and um, I am a wife, mother, and entrepreneur. Um, people always, you know, give that super title, you know, when they say super mom, super wife, super entrepreneur, but I just feel like I'm just doing what God placed me on this earth to do. Um, like I said, I'm a mom. I have four children, a 15-year-old, two-year-old twins, and my baby Cam just turned eight months, um, and entrepreneurship has well I'm sure we'll get into that um we'll get into that yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) so first you know wife mother entrepreneur those are some big titles alone but you do it all at once so which came first the wife mother or the entrepreneur Actually, the mother came first. I had my first daughter when I was 16 years old, so I, I was a teen mom. Um, I had her in 2002. Um, but my ele- I was the summer between 11th year, 11th grade year, going into my senior years when I gave birth to her. So I've been a mom more than I have not been. You know, I've been a mom over half my life. So that was first, and then I met my husband. We met in the club on the middle of the dance uh, back in 2006. Okay, so you can find so, love in the uh, club. Okay. I'm sorry, what was that? I said, so you can find love in the club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a ratchet club, too. Oh, it my God. It wasn't like an upscale type club. It was a hood club. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So you met your husband so, yeah. in the club. Mm-hmm. Yep, I met my husband in the club, um, and we, we, it was in Tampa. We moved to Atlanta together, actually, a year later. I was young. I, I wouldn't do that now, but a year later, we packed up, you know, he, um, he him, my daughter, and I, we packed up. We moved to Atlanta together in 2007, and uh, we got married in 2011, so it took him a little minute before we got <laughs> married, um, <laughs> and then after that, um, we immediately wanted more children, but unfortunately it just wasn't happening in the way that you would think that it would happen. I mean, I thought, because I 
got pregnant with my daughter at 15, had her at 16. I thought that I was just going to get pregnant right away on my honeymoon and then just pop out these babies for my husband. And it didn't happen like that. We got married in 2011 and we tried to get pregnant in 2011, 2012, nothing was happening. So I finally saw a specialist and they told me that I had um, what's called PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome. And for me, I was, when I would ovulate, my eggs weren't, um, mature enough to be fertilized okay. so we had issues with that and finally I got pregnant then I had a miscarriage got pregnant again had another miscarriage and then I got pregnant again had the twins finally had the twins that was a big ordeal and then once we had the twins it was like oh great we got three kids everything is great and then one night boom we just got pregnant with Cam just, <laughs> it was just like Boom, it just happened. <laughs> Look at, won't, won't God do it? Won't God do it? <laughs> exactly. 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 Okay, wow. So, now everyone, do you see why I said she's amazing, superwoman, supermom, just incredible? And you just said it all in like a minute. You said it way better than I could have <laughs> ever said it. <laughs> So now that you know all that, now you now that all that's out there, um, I just kind of want to scale back and I want to touch on a few things. Um, you did say that you were a teen mom, and as a teen mom, we know that there's so many struggles that you face. So, at what point did you say, you know what? I'm gonna have a breakthrough because so many teen moms just feel like. The world is against them. Circumstances are against them. At what point did you see, like, I can do better. I'm going to do better. It will be better. I honestly always felt like I could do anything that I put my mind to. I don't know where that mentality came from, to be honest, because I, 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 don't, I don't know where it came from. I just always felt like if it's something I want to do, I can do it. Um, after I got pregnant with my daughter, I had, after I had my daughter, I still have my entire senior year of high school to go through. My daughter was always sick. So out of like, I think you have 180 days in school, I might have gone to school like 80 days. So she was always sick. My daughter was hospitalized with pneumonia. I mean, it, it was, it was horrible. And I had to be a mom first. So I was always missing school. And I had this one teacher, she was just so rude, so nasty, and she would make little comments about me as a mom and say, you know, I would never amount to anything other than, you know, popping out babies, and I would have all these random different men as, you know, the father of my children. Mm -hmm. She was just that, she, she was the worst of the worst. And um, I remember when I got it, I started getting my college acceptance letters. I got it to Stetson University, which is a very good university down in um, Florida. I got into Florida A&M University, and I got into a couple other colleges, and I chose to go to um, Florida A&M FAMU. Um, during, during that time when I got accepted, I had so many people saying, you know, you can't do it, it's, it's not going to work out, you have to, you know, you have your daughter, and how can you go to school and take care of your child? You don't have any family in Tallahassee, you'll have friends there, but they don't have kids, so they're not going to be trying to be tied down, you know, with you. And I was just adamant, like, look, I can do it, and I'm going to do it. Honey, I went to FAMU for nine days, and I said, no, I can't do it. This is just for me. 
And I left after nine days, but I didn't leave because I couldn't do it. The problem was I needed to go and get daycare and everything situated for my daughter before I could bring her with me. And those nine days without my daughter was the worst of my life. I just could not live without my child. So I went back home and enrolled, I went back home to Tampa and enrolled into a uh, local college. And that's where I got my first degree, my associate's degree in paralegal studies. And that kind of catapulted me into a whole bunch of other things. So I've always had that mentality that if I want to do something, I can do it. And, that, and that's incredible to know that even though you have, you know, a specific circumstance against you, it isn't necessarily your downfall. You did what you had to do to do better for yourself, to do better for your daughter. I think that's amazing. But what I found even more amazing is your maternal instinct at that age so young. That was incredible to hear. Yeah, yeah. It, when people say, oh... You know, when you have your pregnant your first child, people, oh yeah, maternal instinct will kick in. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know anything about that, but it really does. It really does. Wow. So, so just hearing that story, and then you walk, you went ahead and you got your associates in paralegal studies. So from there, did you what? Where did you use that degree for? Or did you even get to use well, it? Because sometimes my- you can't these days. Well, when I, with my paralegal degree, my ultimate goal was to go on to get my bachelor's degree and then go on to law school. And I got my paralegal degree back in 2006. Um, and I continued at that same school working towards my bachelor's degree. And about, I was about a semester away from graduating with my bachelor's degree when I found out that that school, their accreditation was so jacked up that I wouldn't be able to go to law school with a degree from that school. Oh, my gosh. So, what I did was, yeah, it, it was, whew, I get mad thinking about it. At that moment, that's when I went to my my boyfriend at the time, my husband now, and I said, let's just go to Atlanta. You know, you want to do music. That's probably the best choice for you. Let's just pack up. Let's go to Atlanta. You do your music. I'll start all the way over the freshman at another college in Atlanta. And that's what I did. I came, we moved to Atlanta in 2007, and I started over at Georgia State University as a freshman with zero credit. Oh, Zero credit. I had to go through for three and a half years. Yeah. So I ended up getting my bachelor's in psychology from Georgia State University, and I was going to go to law school, but after having to do all of that, I decided to just pursue my master's degree instead, and I haven't finished my master's degree, but I did get a master's certification in counseling. (laughs) Hey, listen, Having having a degree period is hard, being a single person, getting a degree while being a parent mm-hmm. is i couldn't even i don't i couldn't imagine because it was hard for right. me it's, it's a lot. yeah like going to school just number one going to school and then working that was i thought the end of the world i couldn't imagine putting have being a parent on top of that <laughs> I, I i i couldn't imagine i could not imagine mm-hmm. so at what point in your life, you know, you, you say you and Tim decided to move to Atlanta. He wanted to do music. At what point did you reach and come into the realization in your mind? You know what? I want to do my own thing. I was 
pregnant with the twins and I was working at a law firm and I I was actually adamant that there were two things I did not want to do. I did not want to be a stay-at-home parent and I did not want to have my own business. Those I was adamant about that. When I got, when I, I had to have an emergency surgery while I was about 13, 14, pregnant with the twins. And during that time, some stuff was revealed to me um, where the company I was working for, they were very, they weren't very um, understanding or compassionate towards my situation. Mm. Um, I was literally on my deathbed while I was during this time in the hospital with tubes down my and they were asking me when was I going to return to work so at that wow. moment I knew that I didn't want to return yeah exactly at that moment I knew I didn't want to return back to that particular law firm but I knew that I wanted to still make my own money so to speak um, but I still wasn't um, interested in having my own company it wasn't until after I gave birth to the twins and I'm sitting at home with them, and I'm looking at them. They were only about six weeks. And I'm looking at them, and I'm like, I just, I don't want to put them in daycare, but, I, you know, we, we still have bills to pay. And this, this is before um, Tim, uh, big hit that he got the following year in 2015. Um, so we still had bills to pay. We had a mortgage to pay and I needed to make money and I'm just trying to figure out how can I do that but I don't want to leave the kids and honestly this it was a weird feeling for me because I never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I never wanted to have my own company but it just came to me. I've been a paralegal for almost 10 years at this point. Why not do paralegal stuff from home and that way I could still keep my kids at home with me. So I started Paramount Paralegal Service where I would do paralegal work from my home for other attorneys. And it was it was good. It kept um it kept the lights on, you know, and um it kept me home with the kids. So I did that for I I could still have the company. Um but I did that for several years until I decided to evolve into other things and that's when I became what's known as like a serial entrepreneur. I started putting my hands in different uh, pots, so to okay. speak. And it, it all started just from not wanting to leave my kids and go back to work. That makes sense. That It, it makes perfect sense now. So... That's uh, that's still incredible to me how, you know, you go from, you start at one place and then we just start like the gradual progression and how, you know how we always say never say never and then you say never and then you go back on it. He's like, you know, I never said, I said I never right. wanted to do this and then now I'm doing it. And that's funny because that's how I got started actually because when I went to high school, that's all they were preaching to us because we I went to all boys school and we were all men of color. So they were always preaching to us, you know, uh, being an entrepreneur and, you know, going out there and hustling, always trying to, you know, just break new ground. And I always said, I never want to be an entrepreneur. I want security. I like having a paycheck. I like having a 401k. And, okay. then, <laughs> and yep. then now I'm at the point where I'm like, I am sick and tired of working for other people and people trying to tell me my worth and how much I deserve to be paid. Like, I'm, I'm tired of that. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you also said you're the, you know, like a serial entrepreneur, like you have your hands in different pots. I thought I was the only one that had my hand in so many different things. So it's it's very refreshing to talk to someone else who has the same mindset. So thank you for that, too. <laughs> You're welcome. And I, I always tell people, it, it, you don't have to. See, the thing is, we're we're conditioned to feel like we can only do one thing in life. You know, when you think about uh, professional athletes, for example, um, you think about like Michael Jordan, you know, who was great in basketball. So when he made the transition to baseball, you know, people were like, oh, he should just stick to basketball. Why? Why do we have that mindset? Why, why can't you? different things why do people feel like because you've mastered one thing that you can't move on to another thing i think that we need to recondition our thought process in that aspect i agree because i just thought about it from even a musical standpoint you look at a lot of you know singers and rappers and then we see that they're going to be in a movie in a movie and all of a sudden the first thing that we say is whoa okay. you're trying to be an actor now mm, what are you doing bro I, <laughs> exactly. you know, I never realized that we did that to ahead. ourselves. I'm sorry. No, go, no, go ahead. I, I'm listening. No, I'm just saying. I, I think it's crazy how I, I've never realized that we're actually doing this to ourselves and to our own people. We are. We really are. It's, it's. Uh, you know, I think subconsciously sometimes we feel. I don't want to speak for other people, but I, I, I think subconsciously, a lot of people feel that there's not a success, enough success to go around. There's plenty of success to go around. So you can be successful in more than one area of your life, you know. Um, even with my situation, I have a lot of people tell me, oh, Queen, you need to sit down, you know, you got you got the kids, and then you kind of run these businesses, and then you have Tim, you need to sit down and just, you know, be a wife and a mom, like, just sit down, don't worry about the business, why are you working anyway, you don't have to work, why can't I do several things, you know, there's enough success for everyone, they're not going to stop printing out money, you know, we can right. all go and get some money. <laughs> This is true. That's how I try to look at things, you know. And that's a and that's very interesting. It it's crazy how you are doing so many different things. You have your hand in this pot and that pot and that pot too. And you would think that people would be encouraging and and you know maybe even draw some inspiration from you, but to see people actually looking at you and trying to tell you you need to chill that's that's so counterproductive and why do you think that is i think i think uh that's that's a really good question i think that a lot of times people I, i think it all goes back to they don't David Banner said something. He there was an interview that he did that I recently saw where he basically said that um, if he were to get killed it would be by someone from his from Mississippi where he's from. And the reason being is because when you grow up with somebody and you see you see their struggle, you don't you, you can't understand how they were able to get out of the same situation that you may still be in. Mm-hmm. And for for me, you know, a lot of people see 
me being, you know, when I was, when it was just me and my daughter, you know, they they see how I was living in, you know, our two bedroom apartment, which was nice by the way, but it was a, a two bedroom apartment. Um, it was um, like the income restrict the income restriction where you can't make over a certain amount of money. Right. Um, they see me struggling with having a car that would cut off in the middle of the street. You know, while I'm trying to get my daughter to daycare, they see me struggle to pay for daycare. They see me struggle to put diapers on my child. You know, they see me struggle to get put, make sure I have food on the table for my child, keep the lights on. And they don't understand how you can go from that to not having, not necessarily having those same struggles. You know, the only difference, and I, I always tell people, the only difference between somebody who's gotten out of their prior situation to people who are still wallowing in that situation is the thought process. You have to change the way you think and change the way you see stuff. You can get yourself out of anything if you change the way you think about the situation. And, and some people just, they haven't grasped that concept. So they don't understand how you were able to grasp that concept. That's so true. And I even saw a quote on Instagram of all places. But it said, um, oftentimes people aren't angry or envious of you. They're envious or angry about the way you handled a situation that would have destroyed them. And you came out of, came out of it, you know, with flying colors, basically. Mm. And I just right, think that's right. so terrible. Because I'm like, if you see someone that was struggling just like you, they had to hustle just like you and they made it. Why not just ask that person, sis, what do I got to do to be like you? Or what do I have to do to make it out the way that you did? People, are, I, I guess, do you think it's egos that that keep them from asking questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pride. I think pride has a lot to do with it. And I'm not, I'm not saying anybody's jealous of me or want to be like me or anything like that. But people's pride will stop them from asking the necessary questions that are needed. And you know what? I'll be honest. A lot of times when people do approach me and ask me for advice on stuff, I'll freely give you that information. But people, they don't do anything with it. You know, you, you have Understood. to put in the work. People want to go to sleep and wake up with a million dollars in their bank account. I mean, that's great if you can do that. But the average person can't. You got to work for it. And a lot of people don't want to put in the work absolutely absolutely i another quote someone said people ask for cake and they get mad when god gives them the ingredients yes i saw that <laughs> i thought that was a great one i saw that one yeah and that's and that's so true because this this entrepreneur world it's it's so challenging and you know both you and i we're we're both two people who are married so for me i haven't had and congratulations (laughs) thank you thank you um i haven't had the struggle of having to balance my marriage with my career um like i was in another profession and i kind of moved away from it because i knew that it wasn't going to be conducive to a marriage but you you know you and tim have been married for a few years now and you both have very demanding careers how do you guys keep you know the romance alive and how do you guys just keep each other i guess you know feeling good after after the years and while still managing to do your businesses as well and be parents 
Oh, honey, there is no romance. We got four kids. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> I make it a point for us to have, um, we, one thing I do miss that we need to get back into is date nights. Date nights are really important. But because we do have the four kids, and with three being under three, it's, it's hard to do, to, you know, just have a date night like we used to. So what we started doing was we tried to take vacations together as often as possible without the kids, just the two of us, just so that we can maintain that connection, you know, um, because when we are home, it is, it is hectic when you have, you know, the four kids, you have the oldest one that's in basketball, and then the twins are now playing t-ball, and then you have an infant, you know, so it is hard to maintain that connection, but you have to honestly work at it and put forth effort. So we do that by, we do still have a lot of times date days when the kids are off in preschool and, and my daughter's in high school. We'll have a date day and then we take vacations, just the two of us. That's how we try to balance our marriage. Well, thank you for those tips because I'm very sure I'll have to put those to use in the very near future. Um, I, I want to talk to you a little bit more about your business. So one i know one product that i bought from you um you make custom pillowcases and um yeah. <laughs> i got that for my husband and i and you know the year that we were married which is 2017 and i've even posted it on my instagram and i've had quite a few people say oh my gosh where did you get that from i want that pillow and i said uh hit her up queen of the world <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you yeah, I, um, Queen Plaza is a company that I, one of those companies that I just kind of put my hands in. Um, during the time I was pregnant with Cam, I, I got started with it. Um, I actually got started with it because my parents had a t-shirt company. And they were um, creating custom t-shirts. And they were doing well with it, but they, they wanted to, they, they had like a storefront. They didn't want to do the whole internet. Thing, the e-commerce store so I said well why don't I just do the e-commerce and my mom's like well yeah go ahead just start your own and you know you know we're, my mom's not a hater so she's like we're family I'll help you out you do your e-commerce and then you know we'll just help each other out and that's how Queen Closet came about from it was actually my parents wow. but um, they were strictly doing yeah they were strictly doing t-shirts but I decided to implement stuff that I knew that um the younger generation would also like, um, such as the notebooks and the pillowcases. Um, we have we have um, um, the business the business uh, card holders. We have a, a whole a host of things that you can purchase off the website. So my my store is actually online, whereas my parents have the storefront. And that's incredible to even have the support of your parents because, you know, for some people. Um, you know that support's not there for some people the support is there but it's not really genuine so like for you to have you know the full support of you know your parents in that venture that's amazing because now you have a family that's sticking together family that's growing together so that's even i find even more inspirational because that's how everybody gets lifted oh absolutely if it weren't for my parents i wouldn't have 
my, my parents have always been there. My, my mom, she was always that, that mom that said, if you have to get pregnant, I'm going to kick you out, and the baby can stay, but I'm going to kick you out. But my mom has been there from, from, I remember the day I told my mom I was pregnant with my oldest daughter. Up until now, my mom is still riding for me. So <laughs> my, my parents are best okay <laughs> go mom see i love you mom that's we need more of that in the world you know just full love and support that's that's great to hear um i personally love your products um i also saw um earlier this year you know you would you even do seminars and you know women and women's empowerment and you know encouragement so can you tell us like a little bit more of you know some of the things that you're involved in on the side as well yeah, absolutely. I also have a um, a nonprofit, a five hundred one c three organization called Confidence of a Queen, and it basically just it, it empowers young women as well as well as you know adult women um, because we all need encouragement, we all need empowerment, regardless if you're twelve or if you're forty two. Um, so my nonprofit organization partners with other organizations to have these different seminars um, of some sort. Um, the mo- mostly they're empowerment of some sort. It could be through business or just personal. Um, this year for 2017, most of the seminars that I've spoken at were on a personal level, how you can overcome adversity um, in life. And so I always, you know, talk to these women and these young girls about it doesn't matter what your what your life is now. You know, you can be addicted to drugs. You can be, you know, you can have eighty kids by a hundred and twenty different men. It does not matter. You can overcome any obstacle that you're facing, but you have to change the way that you think. It, it starts with your thought process. And so I love going. I love teaching people about starting businesses because that, that's another thing too in our community in the black community. We are taught to go to school, get a good job, and work for someone else. Like you were saying, have that that um, guaranteed paycheck, that 401k. And those are all good things. You know, I'm not knocking that. But those are all great things. However, that's not the only option. You have the option to have your own business, and then you can employ people to help them. Also, but you can how can I put this? You can employ people. For their right here, right now. People who need a job right here, right now. And then help them catapult into their own business as well. And that's kind of like what, what I do over at Confidence of a Queen. Sure, we help you with your resume. Because you, if you need a job now, it's nothing wrong with having a job. We all need teachers, you know, who have those jobs. We need certain jobs in, in the community. However, it's not having a job is not your only option. So we teach people to also start businesses. I have someone as young as 10 years old in the program who's starting her own business. So wow. it's never too early and it's never too late. Never too early and it's never too late. That, wow, that's that's so true because you have look at the entertainment industry you have some people they've been cracking at it for 20 years and then they don't make it until they're in their 40s so you never know it's all about timing right absolutely and it's funny you say that because even my husband Tim you know he had been doing music for years and he just got his first major major hit in 2015 so I mean and he had been doing it for a long time at that point so just don't give up you know you have to keep 
going. That's true. Never give up. Never give up. Um, so, you know, we're kind of coming to the close of the show. So I just have two quick things that I want to ask. Um, the first being your kids on social media. I absolutely love Cami Cakes, Domingo Twins, the Domingo Babies. I love them all. <laughs> They're so cute. And I think it's incredible to see to see a black family. I just want to say it's so beautiful to see a whole family unit, to see Tim being so involved with the kids to you know i love also going on your page and you can just scroll back and you can see you know your pregnancy journeys and watching the kids grow and just seeing the whole family grow even seeing kiana grow it's just it's been incredible to me so i just want to commend you you on that that. (laughs) um you're welcome do you ever feel any type of pressure at all or I don't. I can't find the right word, but you know, when it comes to people and their kids on social media, um, have you ever felt uncomfortable at all, or do you just felt? Do you always feel like you know what? This is who I am. I don't think I've ever felt uncomfortable um, because it, it, it's it's me. It's who I am. It's my reality. I mean, if you don't like it, then totally do. But. I've, I've never felt uncomfortable. Um, I hope I don't ever feel uncomfortable with posting pictures of, of, you know, my children on social media. So I just try to keep it, it light. You know, the, the twins are getting older. So it's certain pictures, you know, before I can post the pictures of them running around in their diaper. Well, now they're not in diaper, so I'm not going to post the picture that will put them in any type of compromising situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I've never felt uncomfortable with sharing that part of my life because I absolutely love and adore my children. I love my husband too, but you know, my children are an extension of me, you know? So I, I, I one thing I always tell my oldest daughter, you will never know true love until you have children of you. Not to say you don't love your spouse, you know, like you just recently got married, so I'm I'm sure you love Mr. Gregory. I know you do. Oh yeah. But oh yeah, my, my <laughs> that's Zaddy. <laughs> mm. We ain't gonna talk about that now. Mm. Okay, now we're gonna say that for after the uh, mm, uh, when the mic goes <laughs> off. <laughs> You're so funny. I I just I, I try to explain it to my daughter by basically just saying the love I have for my husband is completely different than the love I have for my children. I love I love my husband. I adore my my children. I just I don't know. I guess it's just because I have to, I feel like I have to protect them, you know. And I hope it doesn't ever come to a point with social media where I feel like I have to stop posting to protect them. Understood. And it's just the reason um, I I brought about that question is because everyone knows when you have young children, especially infants, and you even mentioned with Kiana. You know, Kiana was sick all the time, so. Uh, you know, we've seen certain instances where, you know, the twins were sick and, you know, unfortunately, Cam had a hospital stay. Um, I was just wondering as, as a mother and, you know, people are just so judgmental of other parents. Everyone always had something to say. So when I was saying like uncomfortable, I meant along those lines of do you ever feel like what you post is going to draw criticism from someone who feels like they're mother of the year and you're not? 
Oh, people do that all the time. I just don't care. My thing is, we, we, this whole parenthood thing, you know, people always say it doesn't come with the manual, and that's true. You know, I, I, I don't. Go ahead, girl. Talk on it. Speak on it. (laughs) The kids are fine, you know. They're they're fine. They're not in any type of harm's way, you know. They're fine. People are always gonna judge. People people judge just by me posting so much of my kids. You know. Well, why why do you feel the need to post pictures of your kids? Because that's my life. I don't have a life outside of these kids. Okay. I know that's right. I saw people, that post people, the other day. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> people are going to feel how they want to feel. Maybe you are a better parent than I am. I, I just don't care. I'm, as long as my kids and my husband think I'm pretty good, then that's all that matters. Mm. 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 Well, more power to you if you're a better parent than I am. Maybe you should come over and watch my four kids for me and show me how it's done. How about that? Why you sit back and take notes all day with your feet cocked up? Help yourself, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So um, the last question I have for you is what tips would you give for anyone who's looking to start their own business? Um, I know that's a loaded question, but just kind of the foundation that you feel every good entrepreneur should have at the very least number one do not make excuses that excuses will stop you from becoming a billionaire don't make excuses you do what you have to do you know you're not hurting anybody you're not causing any harm to yourself or anyone just don't make excuses. If you know that you need to send out 20 emails a day to get your customer base up, then send out 30 emails a day, okay? Don't make excuses. That's number one. Number two, don't expect family and friends to immediately hop on board with what you're doing. Um, that's I don't a, know. Mm, that's a big one. Oof, that's a big one. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. You, you, I'm sure you've seen the post where people say, oh, I'm going to start a business selling so-and-so. How many of you will support me? And, of course, you may have, you know, if you say, yeah, I'll support. But odds are they won't support. It's, it's not knocking your family or friends, but they're just not usually the first people to support you. My first customers were Clean Closet. Um, I do have a friend named Frida. She, that girl, she goes hard. She, if I'm selling the dirt in my front yard, she's going to say I'm buying five cups of dirt, you know. But that's <laughs> we rare, all need a Frida. You, know? you don't, oh yes, honey, we do, we do. But she, she, that's my girl, I love her. That's rare. That doesn't happen all the time, and it's fine. My point is, don't rely on family and friends to support you. Eventually, they'll come around, but they're usually not the first ones. And what happens is people start to give up because their family and friends aren't supporting them. Don't give up. Just keep going. You, The, the same people who aren't supporting you today will be knocking on your door tomorrow if you mm. keep going. Mm-hmm. You speaking on it. You speaking on it. So don't make excuses. Don't depend on family and friends to immediately jump on board. Um, Do you have any other, I want to say, tips for 
kind of balance, I would say, because I know being an entrepreneur is really hard when you're just starting out and you're trying to balance, you know, work life, um, social life, uh, dating life. Do you think that people are going to have to possibly sacrifice that or do you think it can be effectively all managed at one time? I think it can be managed. Um, you just have to be with someone who actually understands or at least puts forth an effort to understand what it's like to be with an entrepreneur. Um, I honestly, I'm not quite sure how I do it. I don't know if I'm partially insane. I, I, I honestly don't know how, how I do. I just, what, what I do know you have to have priority, you know. If, if your marriage is a priority, your children, your, your career, you have to figure out what is most important, you know. And then you have to adhere to that. Um, for me, my husband, my children are my top priority. So if it ever came down to it to where I could no longer run my business, as much as my business is bit there, my babies as well, my husband and my children are my top priority. So I just, it, I focus everything around them, including running my business. So if I don't get to start doing any work until midnight when the children and my husband are asleep, then that's what I have to do. So it can be managed, but it's going to take sacrifice. You have sacrifice. to be willing to sacrifice in one area or another. Gotcha, gotcha. So Queen, oh man, it has been a pleasure this was a blast i'm so grateful that you and i we had the time to make it happen today thank you so much for stopping by oh thank you for having me i appreciate you thank you so much you're welcome do you have anything else to you know let the listeners know what's going on um any special deals or promotions you have going on at queen's closet Absolutely, honey. Um, first, let me just say, follow me on Instagram at Queen of the World. That's K W E E N D U H O F W O R D W O R L D. Excuse me. And um, did I just spell that wrong? I N- sure did. No, I think. Let me go back and yeah, mm, Girl, no, I did it wrong. Get I your said life. Queen the of world. Yeah, I was like, wait, you missed the of the. <laughs> I did. It's K-W-E-E-N-O-S-D-U-A-W-O-R-L-D. Bam. Queen of the world. Bam. <laughs> the world. <laughs> <laughs> you make me nervous. I can't. You make me so nervous. <laughs> oh, man. Um, as far as promotions with Queen's Closet, right now, if you sign up for the email list, you'll get uh, 15% off your entire purchase. And also, we now offer free shipping on all orders, which is going to come in handy for the cities that we have coming up for fall. So sign up for the email list, and you'll be one of the first to know about when those cities are releasing. You'll also get the introductory discount price. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, listeners of the Xavier Vaughn Show, that was Lakia Queen Mingo. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. Until next time, be blessed and have a good day.